here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett, the president and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron. Why not bring Virgil back? He's in the game. Cross-promotion. Bring him back. Jeff Hawkins. We have more stories for Virgil than we have half of our mid-card. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know with your explanation how they can't bring him back at this point. This year is coming up, Virgil. He needs the money. When I haven't any blue, I use red. Pablo Picasso. Are you tired of blue and red yet, kids? Well, too bad, because we're getting more. We're getting SmackDown versus Raw. And you're getting a lot of it. Four hours worth. We'll talk about all that. Plus our top 100 match to see on the WWE Network before you die. Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 21. Finally. After four weeks of plugging it elsewhere, we're finally doing it. And Rob, to begin with, a non-political political thing. We have a WWE Hall of Famer as our next U.S. president. Yes, we do. What are the chances that Vince puts on a video congratulating him on Monday? Oh, I think a, a, a video congratulating him is is the least we'll get. I would not be surprised if in the some in the next four years Donald Trump appears on Raw. Oh God, man of the people! I'm telling uh, you, I would it. it you know what? Surprise it would not, you, you know what? It? it would not shock me at all. I gotta be honest with you. I, 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 it would not shock me. No, of course not. It would be what I almost expect it. Like it wouldn't even be that big of an upset if he appeared on WWE TV. Of course, it also wouldn't shock me if he appointed the new day to his cabinet. So, <laughs> well, no, that that would shock me. Yes, <laughs> that would be a little surprising. That might be going over the top. Just a little bit. Oh my god! What a, a tale! What a tale of two shows this week, huh? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So here's the deal. I did not watch SmackDown. Oh. Because I was traveling during the show, and I oh. just haven't had the time today to get to it. So I did not watch it. But I, I am. So this is what we were going to do. Um, it, horrible radio or not. Basically, you have to fill me in with what happened on SmackDown because oh, here's where I want to start, actually. And well, it's not pl- that. It's just I wish you had told me that so I could have gotten results up. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I, I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> you uh, you watched uh, SmackDown. I watched Raw, of course. And I did. We watched, we watched the shows. And the most intriguing uh, – Raw was not a very fun show. I didn't think so. But Oh, it was god-awful. Okay, uh, go to the extreme. That's fine. Uh, no, it was. There was only one redeemable thing for me on that show. Well, okay, go ahead and start with that. What was the one redeemable thing from Raw? That that audience taught American audiences how you should be treating Bailey, and it helped build her back up. I think, in my opinion. So you were pro the way Bailey 
that segment went on Raw. Oh, I, I thought the I thought the segment was bad. I thought the okay. segment but, I thought the segment the came reaction. off poorly. The fan reaction to Bailey and them almost hijacking an entire segment while Bailey tried to do it, they made her feel like a million bucks. And hopefully, you know what? It, it's kind of what those post WrestleMania crowds do for a new act. I mm-hmm. I have much more optimism now that possibly people that that this terrible mishandling of Bailey's character might be rectified with this one show. Well, that's interesting because I agree. I I think the way that the singing went down and the way that the Bailey segment on raw went down is she came off like a major star and she Mm -hmm. came off like a major attraction. There's some out there, you know, Ryan Satin of uh, pro wrestling sheet was talking about how he hated the crowd reaction and how they were, they did not enhance the show at all. They did not enhance Bailey. They were taking away from Bailey. And and then you had Joe Lanza. Joe Lanza of Voices of Wrestling countered that, uh, you know, that the crowd didn't stop Bailey from cutting her promo. Bailey stopped Bailey. Because once you get to a certain level where you're comfortable in there, you learn how to deal with crowd reactions like that. Paul Heyman can do it. Stephanie McMahon can do it for whatever you want to say about her. They they know how to control crowds. Sasha Banks actually can kind of do it herself, and she almost did it on this show. Um, it comes where, with it comes with practice. It's it does, a little it unfair does. to expect her to be able to control a crowd that route. She tried. Isn't that what a year best. of NXT though is? I mean, they you want to talk about crowd reactions? That's the first thing they learn in NXT, pretty much, because you are faced with a rabid crowd every single night. Not just one out of every eight Raws. You're in front of a rabid crowd every single night, and you should know how to control that crowd. Shouldn't they be better at it already? Just coming out from NXT. This is a bit bigger than an NXT crowd, though. Well, yeah, a bit bigger in uh, Scotland, yeah. anyway. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you go to uh, you go to Orlando, not Orlando, but you go to uh, Wilkesbury or you go to Lincoln, Nebraska, and it's well, not that, always that bigger. Well, of a let's crowd. compare it. I mean, Charlotte should have been able to handle this crowd too, because she's a heel and she should be able to shut them down. And she just had, she, nothing. She she had, had nothing. She had nothing for them. Well, she did all right, though. I mean, I I think I think the crowd definitely helped more than her. Oh, I, I agree. Mean, were we going to get a classic Bailey promo? Like you, you know, the classic promos because the crowd doesn't stop them. The CM Punk promo wasn't getting right. cut down by the crowd. Right. No, right. Uh, the, the crowd will only cut down the non-special promos. Yeah. What Bailey was saying in that ring was not something that we're going to remember for a year and a half, but guess what we'll remember is the crowd going ape shit for Bailey. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway, I, the, the one major thing I want to talk about um is WWE giving up on the cruiserweights on raw? Are we sure that that is a move that's going to happen and we're just not getting going to get doubled They're actually going to port it over with a Callisto win? Well, I'm glad you phrase it that way because I don't believe Callisto's going to win. I believe the cruiserweights will stay on raw, but it's certainly intriguing. No, that, you know, that you have this two Oh five live show. So it makes sense that they might move all the cruiserweights to SmackDown. But what I was looking at is they don't need to move the cruiserweights to SmackDown. You have that division on Raw, so you fill up the three hours. And it's not like the Raw tour or the SmackDown uh, tours are going to coincide with each other for the cruiserweights because the cruiserweights aren't on those shows anyway. They're going to be touring with NXT. So you can have the cruiserweights that you want on both Monday and Tuesday nights. You don't have to have them all on the same brand. I don't believe Brian Kendrick will lose. I don't believe Callista will win. I think it's an interesting stipulation going in, though, because it it could go either way, and fans may believe it could go anyway. So I think it's a very interesting stipulation that they're doing this uh, this cruiserweights for all 
with Callisto and Brian Kendrick, the winner gets the cruiserweight division for their show. I think it's very interesting because fans for the last couple of weeks and even months have been talking about possibly trading divisions. And, and I think this adds some intrigue to that, to that match that just came out of nowhere. I'll tell you what you get your skepticism up uh, and it's going to seem like a non-issue, but it might be something. This whole Tom Phillips going to the announcing booth on SmackDown for a quote-unquote four-man booth may be the way to port Morrow over to just doing the cruisers. And then that becomes, you know, his bread and butter, so to speak. So you have this four-man booth. Tom Phillips just slowly, gradually becomes the voice of SmackDown. Morrow just sticks to the 205 show, and all of a sudden it's a three-man booth with Tom Mm -hmm. Phillips and David Otunga on the same group. Look, I didn't. I didn't say it was good. I just yeah. said. I just said. I, I just. I don't see why you need four people on on SmackDown, and that's the only reasoning I could see is that they're going to be taking Morrow off of it to do the cruisers in one, fa- in one facet or another. Whether the cruisers stay on Raw and they end up doing kind of a mini show on there, and then he, you know, that he flies out to Raw, does whatever cruiser match, kind of like Mike Tanay used to for the Luchadors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then he goes and does the two hundred five show on SmackDown. I mean, after SmackDown, I just thought, I thought that was one of the more intriguing things about the SmackDown is them making this Brian Kendrick Callisto match again out of nowhere when you have mm-hmm. both TJP and you have Rich Swan kind of in the cruiserweight title mix. So maybe they do end up adding a cruiserweight five on five. Uh, type of Survivor Series match. Maybe we'll have so many Survivor Series matches on that Survivor Series show because you're not going to have now Rich Swan or TJP. Each of them can kind of team uh, team up or captain a team for all we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might have that cruiserweight elimination. But that was certainly interesting because I like that they're kind of playing with you know the talk that's been amongst fans is will you know should the cruiserweights be on SmackDown? Doesn't it make more sense to, for them to be on SmackDown? I know you got fans thinking about this 205 live show. And it, it makes sense that they can kind of play off of that. But but I don't see the Cruiserweight division going anywhere. I think it does make actually more sense on Raw, and they certainly have the time to do it. Um, but those were, I, I mean, those were my two takeaways. The Sasha Banks-Bailey thing from Raw, the Cruiserweight division on SmackDown. You had the same thing for Raw. What about SmackDown? What was your major takeaway from SmackDown? SmackDown was a fun show. I thought you, you should go out of your way to watch this. I will. I, think, I will end up watching the show. I, right. I just had to get the highlights and and know what was going on to do this show. Obviously, okay. Uh, but I I will end up watching the show. It just time got away from me because uh, yesterday was crazy hectic. Where where to start? Um, because they they did they did a lot of things here that to build up things on this Survivor Series show. Um, first and foremost, Baron Corbin's out of the five on five. They knocked him out through the Callisto uh, match. Not just it, knocked him out of that five-on-five, five, but seemingly off the show entirely. Yeah, because of a knee injury uh, that they that they put him with. And and so to replace him will be Shane McMahon. Which, <laughs> I, I mean, you have. Are, are you laughing or coughing? I'm, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I was laughing. Now I'm coughing. Oh, you have Luke Harper standing right there. Yeah. Instead of adding him to the match, you add yourself, Shane McMahon. Because you see, he's got oh, a fight only, for his team. Not only that, they tease Daniel Bryan, and then Daniel Bryan goes, and we all know that's not happening. I mean, it's 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 a bit messy with that. And my question for you is, is this the precursor to Shane versus Brock at WrestleMania? 
I think it has to be. Mm. Okay. If they end up doing that, if they end up doing that match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I'd much rather have it at a rumble than, than at WrestleMania. Uh, but I'll tell you something. They did. Uh, <laughs> they had to do a few things here because they knocked Corbin out and they put, uh, they did the whole six on, or three on three gimmick involving the main event team for SmackDown. And they replaced, uh, they replaced Corbin with Kane. Mm-hmm. This this segment with Ellsworth, where they announced him, fantastic comedy. Just because Ellsworth looks at Kane and goes, "What's the game plan?" And Kane looks at him and goes, "Don't tag in." So, of course, the main event match, Orton gets knocked out. It's it's the Wyatt, the new Wyatts versus Kane, Dean, and James Ellsworth. And um, Orton gets knocked out. Uh, Harper and Kane fight to the back and Dean is, is on the ropes and this crowd goes, this crowd loved James Ellsworth. This crowd went ape shit for James Ellsworth. Like the Bailey reaction. Glasgow really wanted Ellsworth. to see him, huh? Yes. Hmm. They did the whole yes chant and James Ellsworth is playing this for all it's worth in the corner. Should I tag in? Should I not tag in? And then one of the most fantastic sequences ever. He tags in, gets this huge pop, playing to the crowd, striking up the band for no chin music. Sister Abigail, one, two, three. (laughs) It was great. It was so perfectly executed. I laughed my head off, even though I've, I've found a lot to be lacking in this story in terms of it being so repetitive. But it was so perfect. And Ellsworth is going to be the mascot for the SmackDown team in Survivor Series. I saw that as well. Now, now my question is, are all these losses that they're pitting and goof-ups, is it leading to Ellsworth screwing things up for the SmackDown team, or is it leading for him becoming the hero? Because it's one or the other, right? I mean, I don't, I don't see him being the hero. But maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe he will screw it up for their team. Maybe he'll be the reason why Team SmackDown loses. Um, and then that's that could be the swan song for him. That could be the last time you ever see him. Because if you're Shane McMahon and you just put yourself in this team and now James Ellsworth screws it all up for you, what good is he? It's your way out. The other things on SmackDown, I'll, I'll do it in before, the... Uh, before you get okay. to the other things on SmackDown, because though okay. I wanted to get your main takeaway... But first, we got to let the people talk about Dollar Shave Club. Mm. I I traveled all day yesterday. I feel gross. I have not shaved. I need to get me some of my Dollar Shave Club stuff. You, however, mm. you don't get the free stuff. No, I have to pay. You have to pay. But guess what? You get your first month free, guys, at Dollar Shave Club. You don't have to choose between price and quality to get an amazing and affordable shave. DollarShaveClub.com is the answer. And to prove how amazing their shave really is, right now they are going to give you your first month free. That's right, first month free if you go to DollarShaveClub.com slash ropes. DSC, they deliver amazing razors right to your door for their third of the price of what other razor corporations charge. Just go to DollarShaveClub.com slash ropes. Pick a razor that works for you from their lineup of amazing blades. That's all there is to it. Right now, your chance to see why over 3 million members like me, like Jeff, even though I get it for free, Jeff has to pay for it. They love Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality of all their products 
that you can get the first month free. Right now, all you have to do is pay shipping. After that, it's just a few bucks a month, but there is no long-term commitment and no hidden fees. There is no reason not to do it. Get yours right now at dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. That is dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. And we thank DSC for joining Shake Them Ropes as a sponsor. This is STR number 182. We're getting so close to STR 200 where we have to bring in Brock Lesnar to main event. Uh, quite the run we have had. You can follow us at Crap Game 13 is Mr. Jeff Hawkins. At Shake Them Ropes is the show. Oh. Right now, at Robert J. McCarron <laughs> is my Twitter. I don't know what I'm doing with my Twitter, Jeff. I need like an intervention or something. I need to know what I'm supposed to do. I was about to. I was wondering what was going on with your Twitter. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. I, okay. I have no idea. I just decided to shake it all up and see what happens. And then, you know, losing followers like crazy. So I may have to go back. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. People, they don't want to hear me talk about baseball. Luckily, baseball's over for everybody. And for you, you don't have to hear me talk about baseball anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, go follow us on the Twitters. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, and more. Do it right now. And if you subscribe on iTunes, and even if you don't, you can go to iTunes at bit.ly slash iTunes, or just search for us on iTunes, Shake Them Ropes. Uh, you can leave a comment, a rating, a review, You know, something for the people to see, something for us to see. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, whatever it may be. And we appreciate any feedback you give at bit.ly slash str itunes what else did you enjoy from the old smackdown jeff and, and was smackdown your favorite show of the week yes easily um, right I, 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 easily easy it was a, it was a breezy watch for me uh this week uh so i'll go in the in the school classic school term paper uh format of strongest point weakest point second strongest point so i'll go to my weaker points here Making it very technical and official, and, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if uh, I don't well, know if this is good for the show. Oh, like, no, should no, I, I be starting just, this? Oh no, no, no! It's just one of those things. Why do you go to that next when there's this? Um, Brizongo <laughs> is on the Brizongo is on the. Uh, is oh, on that's the why tag. you charted it because you were yes. going Brizongo first. Well, Brizongo, Brizongo. Tr- trust me. Okay, I'll trust you. After after you watch SmackDown, yeah. go watch Talking Smack. Because Breezango was fantastic on like Talking Brizongo. Smack, and and are playing this fashion police gimmick great. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely hilarious. So they got added here. I'm just going through the the minor points. They they beat the Vaude villains in a odd heel versus heel match, um, but they were great on Talking Smack afterwards. So I wanted to give that a plug. And uh, the other minor point before I go to the second second thing I really really enjoyed. Uh, Next week on SmackDown, it's 900, so we're getting Undertaker and The Edge. Any thoughts? Is, 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 we're getting The Edge? And Edge. I said Edge, didn't I? Or did I say The Edge? I don't know. It, does, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Anywho, we're getting The Undertaker. Is this a setup for, or did you ask me this last week, that if it's a setup for Royal Rumble? For Undertaker? Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. Okay. I did thought I you say, asked I was, me this. I was about to cough there. Did I? Did I save it, or did I sound... No, you're fine. Saying Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker. I'm Rob Burgundy. I'm coughing, and I don't have the uh, I don't have the old uh, noise gate set up right now, so I can't like if I cough, everyone's going to hear it, and they're going to hear such a manly cough. Edge is doing cutting edge, and then we're getting the return of the Undertaker. So we got the return of the Undertaker. Do you think wrestling in a match? There's no way, right? I thought it was just a rating stunt. 
Well, I think yeah. that was my opinion last week, but I, I don't think wrestling, but I think everybody's expecting him to be announced for WrestleMania or Rumble, and I just I don't see either happening, man. Yeah, because what else do you use him for? I mean, Wyatt family segment where maybe he choke slams Luke or something. I, I, I really don't know. Because John Cena's not going to be there. It's not like he's going to be coming out and challenging John Cena. Or maybe he will. Maybe John That's Cena That's what I was thinking. There. I was saying he was coming out to lay the lay the little nugget of yeah. John Cena at WrestleMania. If he's doing if he's doing WrestleMania, it the time is now for the John Cena match. No pun intended. Oh but yeah. The time is now. Yeah. I agree. They they have to do that one. Um because I I don't know. I mean Randy Orton, I wouldn't be a big fan of that one again. Um and we got that one. We we need the John Cena WrestleMania match with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Uh what do you um and, oh I, I let me let me finish up SmackDown. Go ahead. Yeah SmackDown. Uh Alexa Bliss and, and Becky Lynch. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I, I think this is this is the type of Becky I always wanted, at least for most of the match, until she did she did the straight fire, you know, Hulk up. But up until then, this was sports Becky. This was NXT Becky, and I really, really liked it. She was intense. She wasn't being goofy. It seemed like there was some real animosity in the match versus one another. And Alexa Bliss, I mean, I, I've said before, I'm saying again, she has some of the best expressions in wrestling. And she was absolutely great, I thought, in the, in the context of this match being, you know, the heel. Um, my only minor quibble was it, it's another one of those, like the Dana Brooke Bailey foot on the ropes thing and the Baron Corbin short arming the ropes to make it seem like a tap out. The ending was too clever by half. Becky gets her in a disarmor. And while trying to pretend to not be able to reach the rope, she hits the ropes twice. And then Alexa finally gets the leg on the ropes while she taps to keep this feud going. But the match itself, especially the first half, I absolutely adored. Um, probably my be- the best Becky Lynch I've seen in a while. Would you consider Alexa Bliss to be sneaky good or is she just good? When you say not there yet. maybe she's not you, there yet. When you say sneaky good, what do you mean? You mean, I, I don't, you mean I don't on the level of the horsewomen? No, I don't oh, think she's there. Okay, I, that's I, that could be it. Like I, I don't know if people. I, I think people have an idea, or and maybe I'm completely out to lunch on this. I, I feel like there's this idea that Alexa Bliss is not really good yet, but I think she's. I think she's good. She's serviceable, and she's not going to be a disaster in the ring like some others. I think serviceable is a good word for her match quality i think where she really shines here is that they're allowing the more entertainment aspects of what she does very well to shine here so that makes her appear to be improved quite a bit and i would agree because she's now more of a complete package here i think her acting is spectacular in any segment she does so I think that's what it is. It's in comparison to NXT acting, which was mm-hmm. more like gesticulations over and over again. She's really becoming kind of a full-fledged character on this main roster and allowed to shine. Both her and Carmella, I believe, yeah. have both have both really stepped up the acting part of the whole sports entertainment package here. In ring, they still need they still have work to do, but they're coming along, especially Alexa. I mean, she's not She's not all Japan women early 90s, don't get me wrong, but she, as you said, is serviceable. And I, I can handle serviceable if I'm entertained. This five-on-five five traditional Survivor Series women's elimination match 
Alicia Fox and Sasha Banks were added to Team Raw. You have Alexa Bliss, Carmella, and Naomi over there on Team SmackDown. Who is the candidate to be the first one eliminated? Who And maybe Alicia Fox is the easy answer, so if that's your answer, give me the second person eliminated. But who who do you see going out there and five seconds later getting kicked out of the match? Carmella. Carmella, okay. That's a good one. What happened to Carmella? Because this, it was, it was, Carmella was getting Carmella all the attention. Yeah. No, no, she she still is. They 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 had a they had a sequence last night yeah. where she comes out Naomi and Natty are wrestling and Nikki Bella is doing commentary. So out comes Carmella to start a fight with Nikki again. <laughs> and for some reason they gave Natty the cheapest piece of garbage whistle in the world cuz she couldn't blow it for any sound worth the damn. She's uh-huh. playing I'm the coach who's trying to keep the team together type of thing and they're just continuing the nikki carmella feud nice yeah nikki and carmella what a what a way for nikki bella to come back and maybe i'm characterizing this badly um you know when if i say nikki bella is stuck with carmella maybe maybe stuck is the wrong word what do you think um they are in a (laughs) infinite quest to top one another without any real development in the feud kind of seems like all of wwe right now i mean there's because you're going into the survivor series where the only singles match well i guess now you have a couple of singles matches added with the ic title and the cruiserweight championship um but the main singles match attraction is brock lesnar goldberg where you know it's it's a main event level match and it's two big names but it has no significance for the day after survivor series and all the people who are still going to be around are in these, you know, you might as well put these matches on raw. They're five on five. They're survivor series eliminations where storylines will be built for their December pay-per-views, but they don't really mean much for November at all. So we're just kind of waiting to get by this pay-per-view for stuff to keep going. It's and it's bad because all the teams have the same story. You have five entities that can't get along with one another and really have no reason to get along with one another, or at least they're contriving reasons to not get along with one another, as opposed to, you know, setting aside differences and being mercenaries about it. You know, it's, it's not there. I'm going to go to what I know. I go to improv and I've said this before on the air, young performers, when they're unable to connect with one another in a scene, will often go to arguing to make it seem like something's happening. That's what's happening here, is that they're all arguing to make it seem like something's happening. Is the Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens situation, is their friendship doomed at Survivor Series? Does it go all the way maybe to even WrestleMania? Like, when do you see the Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho breakup? Because I'm, I'm watching Raw, and we still have... Seth Rollins kind of involved there. Now we got Roman Reigns, you know, with Seth Rollins, what's happening there. It it looks like you have the buildup to Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho kind of teaming up against Reigns and Rollins, but you have Kevin Owens there with the title. Eventually everyone's going to want that. Just how far much, how much longer can they go with Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens being on the same team? I have this notion that Owens eliminates Jericho from the rumble, but that would require Owens to lose the title probably at roadblock in December. Yeah, because if he's in the Rumble, I mean, you can do it before. I mean, Roman Reigns, obviously, they different. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that would be interesting if Kevin Owens lost it. You know, I, at this point, I'd like to see Kevin Owens go all the way to WrestleMania. And then you have the interesting fact about, you know, when is Finn Balor going to come back? Could Finn Balor come back in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania? And will he be put in the title situation again? Will he be chasing whoever the champion is? Or will he be in some other role entirely? And like his main event shot went away because of his injury. You I ha- think that's, those- I, I think that I'd play on that possibility. If you look at the people that what they do in these situations is they generally put the guy who just came back from injury in that multi-man ladder match to prove he can right. stay healthy. And it's ridiculous. You, you got either the intercontinental or the U S title. Like will Finn Balor be going after that for WrestleMania and, and not even, you know, he was the first ever universal champion and they've kind of washed that away from history. And, you know, you have Kevin Owens, who's been the champion ever since that injury, and at the time, Stephanie was calling him the first ever universal champion. Mm-hmm. Like literally they wanted to erase it from history. I, I wonder if Finn Balor comes back in January, February, March, if he's even included or remembered as the first universal champion and going back after it, or if it's just like the re-debut of Finn Balor and he just shows up fighting someone else. I could I, see them saying it in passing once and then never bringing it up again. That'll really tell you where they, where they see him going too, because if, you know, this is kind of a big star. Seth Rollins comes back. He's immediately in the title shot. Uh, Finn Balor comes back. You know, where is he slotted? Where where do they see Finn Balor going? And you know what? Even if they do, I guess I wouldn't want to rush to judgment either. If he does come back and maybe he's in a second tier program, maybe he doesn't even go after the world title, the universal championship. They, they are heading into WrestleMania. They have to have their plans. They don't know when Finn Balor might come back exactly. So maybe he's not in the plans for Mania. And then Mania comes and goes, and that's when they put him back in the universal title picture. Um, so you know, where they slot him right when he comes back may not be the big story. It's what they do after WrestleMania with him. And who knows? Maybe he won't even come back until after WrestleMania for that reason. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan came back for WrestleMania, and everyone was like, you know, why are, why are you bringing him back now just to put him in this? You know, maybe they should have kept him out a little bit longer. Uh, so, yeah, the Finn Balor situation is certainly uh, something to look out on. Uh, speaking of Finn Balor, you know, longtime reigning NXT champion, we got this NXT show coming up the night before Survivor Series. Then we got Survivor Series coming up. Survivor Series, you got Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, you got Dolph and Sami Zayn, you got Brian Kendrick, Callisto, and then all the team matches. Uh, for NXT, you have Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, you have Mickey James and Asuka, and you got the ever anticipated Bobby Roode versus Ty Dillinger match, plus the finals of the Dusty Classic. What show at this point are you most excited for? Or maybe you're like me and I'm not feeling either show right now. I'm, if I had to pick one, I'd say NXT, but I'm only mildly enthused about either. It seems really weird because it's been a little bit since the last takeover, or at least it's, it feels that way. Um, and, you know, we're having one of those takeovers at a destination setting. It's not in Orlando. So you have this big feel. Is it the rematch aspect of Samoa Joe Shinsuke Nakamura? Is it, you know, the Dusty Classic is not going to have, you know, these big, huge teams in it? Is uh, what what is what is leaving us from feeling super hyped about this takeover? Both. I, th- I think you hit both major issues. The, the Dusty Classic doesn't have the anticipation of hot teams colliding with one another, especially matches you haven't seen before. We've seen this match. For the finals, um, we've seen even the other tag match on the card, DIY versus the Revival, um, which should be really good. It's it just should a, be really good, but it's exactly. Um, and in the main event picture, it, 
Joe Nakamura doesn't have a real main event build to me. It doesn't have that that anticipation of it being, for lack of a better term, a blood feud. It feels like Joe's angry. Don't get me wrong. It just kind of doesn't. There hasn't been the emotional build that you would get, say, in a Sasha Bailey or even a Joe Finn, so to speak, that you got out of the last Dusty Classic. It, it's it's very cold, and and a lot of you know, and and the mid card. It's good, but it's all guys we've been seeing working with one another over and over. It's kind of suffering from the same thing the main roster is, with the exception of the uh, special attraction of Mickey James, which I don't think anybody gives her a chance of winning. So I don't think anybody thinks that much of the match. Yeah, I don't see Mickey James. Mickey James is an interesting, uh, interesting character at this point. She's working the Shimmer tapings this weekend. And then also working an NXT TakeOver show the very same month. So it's just another one of those on a smaller scale. My t- oh, no, my dog broke into my office. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me ask something. Do they end up switching this, hey, Sammy, this Sammy Zayn mismatch in it? I mean, Sammy Zayn. My, my dog is Singler so match? excited about this TakeOver talk that he just had to be a part of it. Well, he wanted to talk to me because he knows I'm awesome. You want, you want to talk to Jeff, buddy? That's the best part of the show. You want to talk to Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk to Jeff? <laughs> um, Mickey I'm James talk, anyway. I'm gonna talk to you in an upscale voice and talk to you like a baby. Uh, you you understand human? Dog like a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do they end up changing this inter- intercontinental match and making it a three-way? I don't think so. Okay. With, with who? Who now? Dolph, Miz, and Sammy. Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. I think you just have to do the one-on-one oh i was so close to looking like a genius for having rusev versus ziggler i was so close <laughs> well i mean i i think we both thought rusev ziggler was the option and then they just give it to Sami Zayn, which is cool i mean i either one of those matches should be oh, fun should be exciting. it was cool it was cool to give it to sammy and then <laughs> stephanie absolutely ruins it oh, i don't, I don't like you her. i don't like ska music i don't know yeah. you're this, a nerd you're a nerd. You suck. Whatever. I don't like anything about you. Ah, uh, no. Don't do this no. anymore. Don't do this. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Mickey James, just another one of those working uh, both territories, and yeah, you know, on a smaller scale, just another reason why 2016 has been so crazy. And you know, obviously, based on yesterday, whether you like him or not, you know, just 2016 crazy everywhere. It's not just. In the world of pro wrestling, it's not just in the world of music deaths. It's in every world, every every part of the world. If Mickey, if Mickey James had come back and had a couple of matches against some mid card NXT women, saying that how important this title is to her, I'd believe it a little bit more as a bigger fight. I right. think. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's an interesting show. This one might be the one takeover that actually out produces expectations that that over. Uh, exceeds expectations. It does Wait better say, than we of, thought. Oh no, all of them have kind of overdelivered in its own. I don't. I feel like the last several takeovers, especially the Joe Nakamura main event, I feel like we were just all hyped up, ready to go. This is going to be a better show than SummerSlam, and then it was an okay show. And you have the one good match in DIY and Revival, but it's like the rest of the show kind of, kind of just there. Really good, 
but not exceeding expectations by any means. And this show, we have no hype going into it. Like I don't hear anyone hype for this show. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. I forgot about that last takeover. I, yeah. thought, I thought you were talking about WrestleMania. And I was like, Joe and Nakamura fought at takeover. Yes. This is the rematch of Joe and Nakamura. It is the rematch of DIY and yeah. revival. It mm-hmm. is the show where Asuka eliminated all possible contenders for her women's championship. The last takeover was kind of a a killer takeover in a way because it killed the territory in a bit. And, and they, they have some rebuilding to do. I mean, you have Roderick Strong coming in. And now with the Austin Aries injury, I think that helps Roderick Strong because yeah. now he's going to go by himself. He's going to be the singles uh, wrestler that you know fans can start to love. I, ju- I just hope he brings to NXT what he was bringing to the indies in the last year and a half, uh, minus his last couple of months in Ring of Honor where it was just mailing it in. I, I hope he brings that fire that he really got going in PWG because we need that Roderick Strong. We don't want the mid-2000s Roderick Strong, which is a good athlete, but no one gave a shit about him. We right. need 2013, 2014, 2015 Roderick Strong. We need shitty little boots, Roderick we need Strong. It. We need him pissed at the world mm-hmm. that he hasn't been signed yet. And now he's signed. That's great. But we need pissed at the world, Roderick Strong. Yeah, That's what we need. Roddy versus the world. I love the hashtag, so I have hope. Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle. Top 100 matches to see on the WWE Network before you die. This is match number uh, uh, What is it? 14. It is 14. We are getting so close. Uh, to the final 10 here. Uh, we got This is the first of two straight Shawn Michaels matches, by the way, on our countdown. As next week, we'll be talking about The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 26, a WrestleMania I attended live. Uh, were you at WrestleMania 26? No, I don't think so. Wh- which one is that? <laughs> it was Phoenix. That's no, no, I was not. No, 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 no. I, I have a story about that one that I always tell, the anecdote about Miz in Phoenix because he was at my he was at my improv theater at the time taking classes and he told his teacher I gotta miss the show on Sunday and they said why Wrestlemania you're going to Wrestlemania no I'm in Wrestlemania yeah so is that a story you want to tell did you just tell the story actually yeah that's that's the okay. story pretty much that was when he was uh that, that was uh when he was with show Miz and he worked the opener he was he yeah against uh what was it against Johnny was it show Miz at that time because where was Johnny Nitro involved in that I think he was on the other side, maybe with uh, our truth truth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but we got match number 14, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 21. The stock answer when you are in wrestling training and they ask you, what's your favorite match ever? If you're going to pick a new school match, this is the one to pick out. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. This was just a, uh, you know, Kurt Angle was still kind of towards the end of his run as the peak athletic gifted wrestler in WWE. You know, he was out of WWE shortly after this. Um, but this was the summer of Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. This was the first match of the series. And they went out there. And this was one of those matches that lives up to all possible expectations. Like Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar was going to be hyped is what this was. And it just didn't live up to that expectation because Brock Lesnar got hurt. Uh, it wasn't the super wrestling match that everyone expected because they were two high caliber athletes. This one, you know, opposite maybe, uh, but certainly the better of the Kurt Angle WrestleMania matches. Like, I consider this one to be better than the Kurt Angle-Chris Benoit match. This is my favorite Kurt Angle match. This is my favorite Shawn Michaels match of all time. Yeah, I thought, I remember when you hyped it when we were originally scheduled to do it. I thought you said this might be your favorite match on the top 100. This is. This, I can tell you right now, under or, uh, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, 
this would be my number one. If I'm talking about greatest matches to see on W, you know, and, and the only reason this would be my number one right now is because Goldberg, Brock Lesnar from Survivor Series 2016 isn't on the list. Uh, but Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, my well, favorite before, match ever. Before we go into it, I mean, how was how did you feel watching it live? I mean, what, what, what are your differences between, say, the live experience and then now watching it in hindsight? Well, this is the thing. I watched it live and I loved it live and I've seen it maybe three or four times since then. This is a match I'll go back on WrestleMania 21 and I'll watch. I'll, I'll watch the uh, the Dave Batista win over Triple H because that mm-hmm. was the rise of Dave Batista. I will occasionally watch the Money in the Bank match, but you know, over time uh, that match was good, but it has not become my favorite Money in the Bank match. I'll watch this one. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, you could put this in a ring today, right now. And it would be the best match on almost any show you see. And it lives up. I mean, this I know it's only, what was WrestleMania 21? 2005, right? Mm-hmm. So 2005, it's, it's 11 years ago. But it feels like it could have happened on a pay-per-view two months ago. Like if both of these guys were still active, obviously. But, but work-wise and everything, it, it's, it's just holding up so well. And it's not even anything specifically about the match. Like, I'm not going to be giving you like, oh, when this spot happened, it was the greatest thing ever. And oh, the, the transition to this spot was beautifully done. The whole match was beautiful. This is, this is one of those matches when I was a big fan of Ring of Honor. Like, these are the matches I wanted to see. Like, you, you don't have this big, huge story going into it. Like, Kurt Angle wanted to challenge Shawn Michaels because Tr- Shawn Michaels was Mr. WrestleMania. And, and Kurt Angle wanted to prove that he was the best at WrestleMania. Like, they wanted to prove which one was better. And they went out there and had this amazing, incredible match. And this is what I liked about wrestling at the time. This is what I wish I could see more of on WWE, even though there's been a ton of great WWE matches lately. Like the in-ring work is really good right now. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels is the top bar in my mind in in in-ring WWE, maybe of all time. Okay, cool. I like hearing hearing you wax nostalgic about this match because because i i i sometimes feel like i get a little too self-indulgent when we get into 80s matches and how much i love them and i feel like i'm taking your time so i really enjoyed <laughs> listening to you say about that um i you know I, I i i like this match a whole lot i i don't like it as much as you necessarily but i still like it a whole lot i mean it's 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 a great match and it's not what, your number what, one of all time no, it's not my number one of all time, unfortunately. It, it, it's up there. It's up Come there. On. Don't get me wrong. It, it's pretty darn good. I liked that they started this story very simply at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because this was this is a brand split, original brand split story. Right. These two had never fought, right. which was smart. Um, I liked the match story arc where it starts off as kind of this amateur match where sean's getting the best of of exactly angle and angle starts to get frustrated <laughs> to the point where it turns into a fight it, it was just the perfect start because if kurt angle was dominating sean michaels sean michaels would just go into what he does is catch his catch can but the fact that sean michaels was overcoming kurt angle in kurt angle's way it forced yeah. kurt angle to change up his stuff and and that's when you really got a reason for it to be so heated and, and kurt angle you would see later on in the match he went back to what he was great at because mm-hmm. he knew once he got you know at least even with sean he could go back to what he was best at it was kurt angle not leaving what brought him to the dance not yeah, forgetting the, what his best was the the fights the fight sequence brought up the intensity sequence which got the crowd right. really really into this um if i'm sean michaels i'm very thankful that kurt angle is a professional yes because i felt like he was taking some very big liberties with <laughs> Kurt Angle here, especially that 
that exhausted um, uh, cross body where he just basically knees him in the face and knocks out a couple teeth to get him bleeding. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and Shawn Michaels respected Kurt Angle, you have to imagine at this time. But like you said, they hadn't worked uh, that much together. Like even counting house shows and stuff, I don't believe they've worked that much together at all before this match. Right. And, you know, Shawn Michaels was gone for a good portion of the time when, when Kurt Angle was really coming up from 2000 to 2002, Shawn Michaels wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the split from, you know, what shows they were on, the different shows and whatnot. So it, it's like, you know, Shawn Michaels was testing this young boy out in a way. Yeah, Mike Michaels wasn't crisp here, but the, the, the things he didn't hit exactly and ended up actually hurting Kurt Angle on mm-hmm. work within the story of the match, right? Which, which is a pleasant surprise or a pleasant... Uh, uh, secondary outcome that you wanted. The other thing that that other takeaway I took from this was just how the crowd turned on Shawn Michaels with the low blow. Yeah. And they never, and he never got, he was the hot baby face in this match, Mr. WrestleMania until the kick to the junk. And then they just never forgave him for that. I found that absolutely fascinating as a guy who's watching and listening crowd reactions during yes. a match. This L.A. crowd wanted a fair contest. Was this L.A. or Fe- you said it was Phoenix? No. <coughs> WrestleMania 26. Is oh, Phoenix. WrestleMania 26 was Phoenix. Okay, 21. I was 21. Oh, 21. I was 21. I was at, but I was uh, indisposed, so to speak, by this point. <laughs> Drunk Jeff just going all around because this what did is- happen a little bit later in the show. What do you think about watching Big Show and Yokozuna live? Uh, I, I don't remember a lot of it because I was still, this was the post Jeff has a interview with creative WrestleMania okay. that I just wanted to forget. And I felt bad about, so I just drank a lot. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember a lot of this live. I just remember going and going kind of, home at some point today. I, okay. All the flying, the interview with creative, not so much creative this time around. Right. But, oh, just any news? Any news you want to share on the air on that or no? Um, on no, I okay, I don't cool. Have any we'll, news. we'll drop it then. We'll drop I, it. Then. Yeah, I don't have any news. I I'm just taking it easy. I'm just going with the flow. Okay, cool. That's all. That's all you need to know, people. Deal. Um, but no, I I, I <laughs> yeah, watching this match, I was like, man, I'm just glad that Kurt Angle has has an even keel temper because if this was like Brock, Brock may have killed him, <laughs> may have killed Shawn Michaels. I want to see Brock Lesnar and Shawn Michaels so bad. Do you? I want to see now? so many Brock Lesnar matches, and half of the opponents I want to see him against are retired and done. Yeah, but they're retired for a reason. I mean, oh, they, I know, I know they are. I mean, like if I could get the two in their primes. Well, gee, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way to quote share, um, <laughs> you know, there's plenty of guys I'd love to see, you know, double murderers. I'd love to see him back in the ring with a clean slate, but I ain't getting that. So let's, let's not, uh, let's not get our hopes up. Next week on Shake Them Ropes, Jeff Hawkins books his favorite multi-murderer card. <laughs> in a world of one wrestling podcast there is a new shining star with great interviews analysis music and and me matt coon on total engagement go to any podcast platform to listen today 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.